Good morning. Welcome to In Other Words. I am your host, Susan Scher. My guest this morning is Aaron Young, CEO of Laughlin Associates. Aaron, I'm not going to even try to talk about what it does. You tell us, okay? Um, Laughlin is one of the nation's leading in corporation services. So we help entrepreneurs and small business owners form corporations, help them uh, get corporate credit instead of using their own personal credit. We help them manage their corporate formalities. We, um, we just help them with everything that they need to build a solid foundation underneath their business. Okay. Now, what you're talking about also includes LLCs, limited partnerships, things like that, right? Yeah, any sort of business entity. So it's corporation, C Corp, S, S Corp, LLC, limited partnership, nonprofits, benefits, corporations, uh, on and on and on. Any sort of business entity you can think of. A lot of my listeners are very, very small, like sole proprietorships. Why do they want to incorporate? Well, a number of reasons. One is there's asset protection. Even if you're if you're just a one-person business, you still have liability. And a corporation or an LLC removes risk between your personal stuff and your business stuff so that if you ever get into any sort of trouble, if you get into a lawsuit or an audit or even if you're going out of business, even if you have like a business failure, it separates the business responsibilities from your personal responsibility. That's the whole purpose of a corporation or a limited liability company is to separate the owner from the liabilities of the company. So you can sue the corporation, but the individual would not be included in that suit. Their personal assets can't be touched, correct? Yeah, if you're properly running your business, if you're following all the corporate rules, then that will keep you separate and distinct from the obligations of the company, which means if you are sued, if you're audited, or if if you... uh, got divorced or if you uh, were even going through a business bankruptcy or failure, you wouldn't lose all your personal stuff to satisfy the obligations of the company. And that's why corporations exist in the first place, is to separate that liability. And of course, we've all heard about uh, piercing the corporate veil. And that happens if you don't incorporate correct or don't follow the rules, right? If, if, if you don't have you, your company in our corner, <laughs> that can happen. Well, that's right. Basically, um, most small business owners, it doesn't even have to be a small business. If it's just called closely held, in other words, there's one or two shareholders. Um, Let me clarify something here. Shareholder just means people who own the business, correct? Yeah. If you're a corp- if you have a corporation, if, if you're the one that owns it, so to speak, then that means you're the shareholder. So if you're, if you're properly running your corporation or LLC, and that means the formalities, the things that the, the, the board meetings and minutes of those meetings and resolutions and so on, if you're following the rules and doing the things that you're obligated to do um, to show that the business and you are separate, then that's, that's, that is your corporate veil. Then if you ever do get into a bad situation, the veil, that that, uh, corporate veil, will separate you from the obligations of the company. But most small business owners don't even understand that they're supposed to be doing these formalities. So one of the things that we do for thousands of companies is we help manage their meetings, minutes, resolutions, stock ledger. Uh, There are hundreds of things that are obligated to be 
formally documented. And that's the thing that keeps them safe and protected. Well, I remember the first time I heard you speak, the thing that blew me away was if I am a sole proprietor and I want to change, first of all, I have to have bylaws. Second of all, if I want to change something about the way I set up my business, I mean, just for my own personal function, that I can't just do it. I have to jump through a number of hoops to, in order to maintain the corporate veil, right? Yeah, you can do it, but you just have to document it. And the hoops are really not complicated. The problem is that two things. One is most of us don't know when, when there is a hoop to jump through. And the other thing is, is that most of us don't know the format to properly uh, hoop jump, <laughs> to yeah. use that analogy. And, um, and then uh, beyond that, most of us as entrepreneurs are, are disinclined to do paperwork. We don't like to do you know, um, that kind of administrative stuff. So we always put it off. Yeah, because I remember something about if, if I want to do, I may have to contact the board, even if the board is me, have to send out written notice, have to take minutes, all that sort of stuff. Is that right? Oh yeah, that's right. It seems so schizophrenic. It seems so weird that if I'm the owner and I'm the only member of the board of directors <laughs> and I'm the president, that why in the world would I have to have a, an, a meeting, an official meeting with myself? Why would I have to write down my own thoughts? Because I'm probably not going to sit there and you know officially call the meeting to order and take role and make sure I have a quorum and and then talk to myself and say, well, let's have a conversation here, self. It just would, you know, people would think you're out of your mind. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, the reason people get themselves in trouble is they ignore the stuff that seems silly and ridiculous. And I have to say, in some ways, it is kind of ridiculous if you're the only person. <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that it's the law. If we want protection under the law, if we want benefits through the tax code to... To, have, to pay lower Ah, tax. wait a minute. That's another thing because you were talking about protection, but what you're talking about now is tax benefits, and you have to incorporate and incorporate properly to get those, don't you? Well, corporations uh, and limited liability companies have just so many, many, many hundreds and hundreds of tax deductions that sole proprietors and individuals just don't get to have. Also, corporations, uh, at least a C corporation, has its own tax rate. So, which is lower than the individual rate. I just read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and one of the points that the guy makes is corporate people earn money, pay taxes, and then spend money. But corporations earn money, spend money, and then pay taxes on what's left. Yeah, that's correct. This is one of the things uh, you hear about uh, the rich get rich and the poor get poor. This is one of the reasons, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you're, for instance, you're, you're not going to pay your rent, meaning your, your, you know, your, your mortgage or your, or your uh, rent or your lease on your home. You're not going to buy your groceries with corporate money. You're not going to pay your electric bill or birthday buy birthday presents or anything like that. But so much of like your car expense, your medical expenses, your travel expenses, there's no reason really to go on almost any sort of a trip and not make it into a business trip and write it off, you know, I mean, almost any sort of place you want to go, you can typically find legitimate business reasons to be in that place. If not, then don't deduct it. 
One of the great tax gurus that's out there right now teaching is a guy named Sandy Botkin, B-O-T-K-I-N, Sandy Botkin. And he has a really good book called Lower Your Taxes Big Time. It's such a great um, primer on on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of corporate tax write-offs that most people don't know about. Even if you're a W-2 employee, even if you're working a regular job, go and get set up with some multi-level marketing company or do something to form a business because there are so many deductions that you can take as a business owner that you just can't take as a W-2 wage earner that you're out of your mind to just pass up on those opportunities. Now, I want to go back to the protections for a second. Uh, For instance, I'm a writer and editor. I don't have any physical liability. What could I be sued for? Well, I was introduced, uh, introduced, I was interviewed um, just recently by um, a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. And he wanted to talk about the same stuff, this protecting the corporate veil thing. And after the interview was over, he said, you know what, I'm going to tell all of my journalists and blogger friends about your service because he said it's very common for people that are they're journalists to be sued for libel. There's somebody who's writing and taking a stand on something, and I would have never thought that a blogger had very much liability, you know? I didn't think that but, either. Oh, my but gosh. But that was something this reporter for Wall Street Journal said. So isn't that – it was surprising to me. And he was talking about freelance journalists, people that are just writing articles. I was really quite surprised, but he said – that's a, an issue in his world. So it's not the newspaper being sued, it's the individual that's writing or pursuing the story. And a blog does count as a publication. Sure, according to him. Well, I, thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I, you know, you learn stuff every day. Yeah. The issue really is this. You have liability whenever you, whenever you go out there and you go into business, whenever you take the, the uh, risk hoping for a big reward, challenges are going to come along. And the more successful you are, the bigger the challenges that will come along. So it's really, really critical that you are are acting like a real business. And can you be got? Well, I guess, yeah, you can be. You know, it depends on, it depends on the circumstances. And it, it depends on your... Um, your sort of tolerance for or or budget for fighting. Most of the litigation that goes on right now against businesses, most of it's frivolous. Most of it is done by people using lawyers that are working on commission or contingency. If that contingency litigator sees that you're going to be a hard nut to crack, they're not going to take the, the suit. So that's going to stop a lot of frivolous lawsuits. We've definitely established the advantages to incorporating, but what if you are a startup? Let me ask it this way. At what point do you incorporate? Most closely held companies. So, you know, of the 21 million companies out there, uh, over 18 million of them are small, closely held corporations or LLCs. And almost all of those have revenues of um, under three million dollars a year actually most of them have revenues under a million dollars a year that's most you know um restaurants chiropractors dentists uh, shopkeepers multi-level marketing companies and so most of them make a million dollars or less top line revenue per year 
But here's the point. You said when. The, the issue is if, it can, if it's going to cost you, you know, $500, $600 to form that corporation or that LLC, mm-hmm. and you're going to have more. Well, first of all, you can write off all of that expense. And second of all, if you're going to start giving yourself a car allowance, you're going to start paying for um, a portion of your gas for your car. You know, with company money, you're going to do any business travel. You're going to attend any workshops that are $199 to go to them or anything like that. Those are all business expenses that can be not only written off, but carried forward in a corporation. And so if, if you're going to spend any money that's going to exceed the the cost of incorporation which is five to eight hundred dollars would you say yeah it depends on your state on average you're going to spend you know five to eight hundred dollars all in unless you go to an attorney it's amazing how many attorneys come to us and have us file companies for them because it's (laughs) it's cheaper for us to do it than it is for them to do it in-house um and and a lot of our Corporate veil clients, the people that come to us to do their corporate record keeping, mm-hmm. are sent to us by lawyers. We're talking about this five to eight hundred. We're talking about forming, and what you've pretty much made clear is that if in the course of the year you are going to spend that much on your business, then it is cost effective to go ahead and, and do the incorporation. You want to be focused on how you make money. This is something that comes up a lot on this show is there's a lot of things you can do, but there are things that only you can do and that it really does not make good sense on any level to try to do those things that you're not good at when there are people around who are good at them. Why in the world would you spend time that you can pay somebody 10 bucks an hour to clean your house (laughs) Those hours are worth way more for you to be out selling. You've got to you've got to figure out what's what your strengths are, and what you care about spending your time on, and then outsource the rest. That is the trick. That is the secret of all successful people. Napoleon Hill talked about this. You have to see yourself as that individual that you want other people to see. You have to do that. You've got to get into that mindset. You have to act as if you're already there. I think one of the things I'm hearing as you speak is don't wait until you're ready for something. Don't wait until you need something. Plan ahead. Have that all worked out. And then the rest will come much more easily. If you have a clear vision of where you're going, you will naturally start to take steps to get to that place. You always have to act as though you're already there. You have to know that it's going to happen. And you- I'm going to do this. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know it's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. As soon as you know where you're going, uh, the universe really does start to line up and provide stuff for you. I mean, it just, it happens every single time. We need to be very clear here because a lot of people are thinking this is real frou-frou. No, I have to get all my ducks in a row first. And what we're saying is empirical evidence shows that if you know very clearly where you're going, the steps will appear. We Hopefully everybody that's listening to this program understands that, that um, you know, gold coins don't just come rolling down the street and, and, you know, land at your feet. That doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean that there isn't gold to be had. 
what you have to do is you have to get up and go look for the gold. And um, you don't have to know where to find it. You just have to start looking. And as you look, all of a sudden, you'll start to discover things, learn things, meet people, have experiences, and stuff that you could have never imagined or never uh, planned for or asked for just will happen for you, period, the end. Uh, I think what we've pretty well established is if you're going to be in business for yourself, you can't afford not to be incorporated because of the protection it gives you. And even if you're not, find some way to legitimately incorporate yourself because of the tax benefits to it. Absolutely. And if you think you can do it on your own, you are asking for problems. This much I know. That's another important point. It's not just a pipe dream. It's not just, oh, I think I want to do this. You've done your research and yeah, chosen yeah. this based on the research you've done. Exactly. We, hopefully everybody that's listening to this program understands that, that um, you know, gold coins don't just come rolling down the street and, and you know, land at your feet. That doesn't happen. Um, but, but that doesn't mean that there isn't gold to be had. I think the biggest, the biggest advice I would just share in closing is what's the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make? I think the biggest mistake that they make is listening to all of the well-meaning, loving voices of people who don't want them to get hurt, who say, oh, don't do that, don't quit your job, don't, don't start a business. Entrepreneurs have a different way of seeing the world. They see the world through different lenses than most other people do. Don't be discouraged by the well-meaning voices of people who don't have the courage to do what you want to do. Again, this was Aaron Young, CEO of Laughlin Associates, Laughlin USA, Laughlin Associates, L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. It's LaughlinUSA.com. Okay, LaughlinUSA.com. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's my pleasure. And thanks for joining us. Join us again. Bye-bye. In other words. In other words.